Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François, and this is the Women in Data podcast. Join me every other week to hear data professionals discuss how data is used in various industries, get inspired, get your field of tips to help you overcome challenges on your career, and feel great. Let's get straight into it. Hello, this is episode 15 of the Women in Data podcast, saying yes to a side hustle and flexible working. We are delighted to be back after the summer break, and I did promise some great content and also some giveaways. So here it is to welcome you back. I am joined by Sarah Hunt, offering some great tips and also some free yoga sessions. In her 30 years of experience in analytics, Sarah has moved from marketing analyst to head of analytics and more recently general manager. When she's not solving business issues with data, Sarah teaches yoga. And in today's episode, Sarah and I will talk about the importance and the benefits of having a side hustle. We will also discuss flexible working and Sarah will provide tips on how to make it work for everybody. But before we jump into it, if you are interested in a free online yoga class, head to yogawithsarahunt.com and use the voucher code WITH100% for a free class during September. Uh, so that is WITH, W-I-D, the number 100%. That will be valid for the first 30 to register and the other 30 will get a 50% discount for September. And that is the voucher WITH50%. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Karen. How are you today? I'm okay, thank you for asking. How are you? Uh, I'm good, I'm good. It's a very early start for us this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Up and at them. (laughs) Best way to start the morning, speaking data with a yoga teacher. Sarah, you've got 20 years experience as an analytics professional. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yeah, it's probably getting on for near 30, but we'll keep that bit quiet. So, yeah, so I started out doing a maths degree, getting into doing analytics and then ended up working in marketing and media. Um, more recently, working as general manager at Analect in the UK, where that was a leadership role, really thinking about setting the direction for client facing marketing analytics services with the Omnicom Media Group agencies in the UK. So that's all about thinking about the proposition, how to deliver it, the teams we need to put in place, the skills they need to have, and then thinking about the go-to-market proposition. So what is it that clients need? How do you deliver it? And then working with the agency teams and the clients. And then also looking at um, how we integrate data tech and analytics disciplines more and you know how you bring that together for the benefits of clients so yes I started out as a analyst getting my hands dirty and then working through to thinking about how you bring that together for clients and what it needs to look like for the future and alongside your your job you are a yoga teacher how did that happen yeah so something completely different so about 
It was the beginning of uh, 2017 and for some reason, I don't know exactly why, I decided I wanted to do something different and that was partly around wanting to learn and wanting to just put myself into a different situation. I've always enjoyed moving, so I'm going to be non-specific there and say, you know, I've always enjoyed seeing what the body can do, whether that's running, weightlifting, whatever. And I'd started, I'd done yoga on and off 20 years never really kind of connected that much with it and then I started to connect with it and then I wanted to as I say learn to do something different so I thought well you know part of my job is leadership and working with people so and I enjoy exercising so let's learn to be a teacher but also it was partly around putting myself into an environment where I was being a student again and um, you know, and the challenges around learning to do learning to do that, and the discipline of doing that alongside work. So yeah, so it was really just a kind of a decision made on the desire to do something different that wasn't connected with my day job. Interesting that you said <laughs> that you've been on and off, but we're not really connecting until recently. When I I moved to London, I was trying to make friends, so I said, okay, let me go and try a yoga class and I absolutely hated it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really I was like what are we doing why are we just lying on the floor and not moving much it was pretty horrible as an experience for me because um, I'm quite active as a person so I move a lot but I move fast and I, I, I just couldn't get it so I was thinking how can people like this and then I realized there are different types of yoga uh, so you need to to try and find the one that works for you but I only discovered exactly yeah <laughs> I only discovered that ages after I'm quite a yoga addict now <laughs> yeah that was exactly it for me you know I first went and I was just like I'm just standing here I'm just lying here I've just got my arm in the air what am I doing and as you say it's then working out the type of yoga that that works for you and what you want to get out of it don't do it if you don't enjoy it yeah and you were the students were you studying yoga alongside work or did you take a, some time off work to do that I decided to do it alongside work. So you can do intensives where you do it over a matter of weeks. But for me, I decided to do it over a year. So um, I did one weekend a month, which was full on. It was um, nine o'clock till six o'clock Saturday and Sunday. And then also doing work during the week around that. But I wanted to take the time to build on it and recognizing that sometimes work gets in the way and I might not be able to take you know a month out or whatever so yes yeah, so I did it over a year. What type of yoga do you teach? Uh, this probably won't surprise you based on the conversation we've just had about uh, what type of people we are and how we like moving but um, for those of you that know I, I, uh, I teach vinyasa flow yoga so it is a more dynamic stronger type of yoga which in the yoga word dynamic and uh, stronger uh, is a euphemism for harder more physically demanding very popular form of yoga at the moment but it's quite a flowing style and then there are various different derivatives of that some are, you know slow it down ramp it up but yes yeah, so it's vinyasa flow yoga and uh, <laughs> sarah but very recently at the beginning of the lockdown you were made redundant this is a, a very challenging time to be in this position how did that all work for you? What challenging is it bringing right now? Yeah, so 
I was around for the recession in the, you know, in 2008 and I was in the same industry, in the media industry. So, you know, I've lived through a recession before and seen um, how the industry responded. So I knew that redundancies were coming. I also knew the types of roles that tend to go first and the industry will has to protect the um, client facing roles. So whilst it was a complete body blow in some ways and a complete shock the rational side of me could understand why my role was at risk so um, I was quite surprised in some ways because you know when I was working in 2008 and I saw colleagues of mine being made redundant I didn't there was no judgment from me about about them or what it meant for them but when you get made redundant yourself you go through a whole thing around self-doubt and you know is it me or you know you have to keep telling yourself it's not you that's been made redundant it's the role that's been made redundant so that was you know lots of emotions that was all quite difficult but then I realized that I was actually in a very fortunate position one in that I've been working a long time so I have a certain amount of financial security so I'm not hit in the way that a lot of people are um, but then also in terms of that thing around well what do you do with yourself you know the, we're still in this the recession's going to get deeper um, the yoga for me then offers me a way of staying focused it gives me something to develop to focus on a reason a purpose some experience something new to get stuck into so yeah so that that's where I am now so yeah as you said that that it happened at the start of lockdown so it, you know the conversations happened at the beginning of May so I've had a couple of months to uh, get used to it and adapt and as I say yeah I'm now doing the yoga teaching full-time it's a harsh way to to get there but it did give you the opportunity to develop a bit more your yoga business it did I mean as you say it's a harsh way to get there it's uh, you know now the questions are gosh well this has happened to me rather than it being a decision is this what I want to do and it's like well let's just roll with it for a while you know that we are in the midst of the situation let's try it let's see see what happens and actually you know there's some unexpected benefits from it and opportunities in terms of continuing to learn continuing to develop different skills all of which will be transferable to other roles you know back into the industry all of those things so you know as you say quite harsh but some positives and some opportunities that have come out of it you you mentioned that you feel quite fortunate because you did already have yoga on the side so yoga is your side hustle um yeah I would like to talk about the importance of having a side hustle. So you touch yeah. also transferring skills, for example. That for me, yeah. So I suppose for me, when I think about a side hustle, I think about it being something that you can do alongside your main career that provides you with the different outlets. So whether that is something that generates an income for you or whether it is something that is a passion for you that you do purely because you enjoy it and you want to spend time I think it can be really important and I hesitated there because for some people they, they don't need it so I'm not saying everybody does but I think for some people it's a really interesting thing to consider and it's only now that I look back and it's only over, looking back over a short amount of time that I look back that I realize how 
much it's benefited me and had my work benefited what I do as a yoga teacher and then the skills that I've developed as a yoga teacher how that helped make me a better leader and a better manager and you know I'm going to talk specifically about my experience but I don't think it only has to be yoga and data it could be you know any number of different careers when I was doing my training, I remember that, you know, we had to start teaching each other in the group environment. And some of the other people on the course got really nervous about it. And it was something that didn't bother me because I'm naturally an introvert. I'm naturally quite shy, but I'm quite happy to stand up in front of 200 people and give a presentation. So when it came to standing up and, you know, teaching people yoga, it made me realise I didn't have some of those worries or have some of those concerns to the same extent that some of my other students did because I know how to project my voice I know how to talk all of those things and um, so that was one and then I've realized that as a leader and as a coach there are skills that I've developed over the last 20-30 years which make me a better yoga teacher in terms of looking at how you interact with people and how you understand what their needs are as a student and what they what they want and some of those are unspoken you've got to learn to read people and not go in with a class plan and say well this is what we're going to do today you've got to be willing to adapt based on the people that are in the room and that that has been very rewarding but as I say it makes you realize that you pick up various skills through your career and you might go well this isn't transferable how am I going to take data skills into other aspects of my life and then you realise, well, actually, no, they just make you, they just add to you as, a, um, as an individual. So I'll just give you one example. I actually teach a young woman. I do one-on-one -on -one sessions with her. She's in her early 20s. She was in a car accident. Um, she has broken bones that haven't set right, so she's waiting to go back into surgery. She's obviously been self-isolating for months. Um, she's also got PTSD. So, you know, she's, mm. she's been through a lot. And then I'm lucky enough to be able to work with her and then you realise that how you, you have to coach someone, you have to coax them, you have to realise, you have to meet them where they're, where they're at and um, think about what you can add to them, which isn't throwing shapes on a mat, you know, it goes a lot deeper, there's lots of different things that you're offering them. So that just made me realise how as a leader and as a manager of people, I've developed those skills to adapt and it made me more aware of how you need to understand people and take the time to understand them and what they need and that what might motivate you may not motivate them and therefore how you can adapt your style. So that's been quite interesting. I probably wouldn't have thought that those would be the skills that would transfer. But it's been quite, it's been really eye-opening in a lot yeah. of ways. Interesting you're saying that because yesterday I was having a conversation um, with someone and she told me from all the projects you work, uh, no matter how boring they are or how interesting they are, nothing should go to the bean because all the skills you're getting, they're going to be useful at some point in your life. And so now what you're saying is something similar, basically that skills that you did not think would be useful outside of your office work you manage to transfer them to teaching yoga yeah and that's it you know going back to I suppose, the original question or the point you were making about a side hustle I think you can't underestimate the benefits of doing 
something alongside your main career just for you as an individual but then also what you have to offer on either side of that equation whether it is you know your main career or your side hustle as you say and I, I really like that example that you gave it's like you learn something from everything that you do whether or not you've set out to learn something you learn things and um, you, you draw on them in the future and I think that having a side hustle is another way of developing those skills and gaining that experience. That's a very powerful experience that you shared. It feels like it's very fulfilling and you're having a tough time right now with everything that's going on, but you're also able to help other people who are having a tough time for other reasons. It sounds really great to me. Thank um, you. I can say, it's, it's, as we're probably all learning, it's like the power of Zoom. You know, on one hand, everybody's kind of getting Zoom fatigue and getting that dread when you have to hit the button to join. But at the same time, you know, looking at different ways of connecting with people has been really powerful you know I, I teach some, some students that I was teaching before lockdown and they're going to go oh thank you for doing this this is really great we're really glad, glad that we can carry on and I'm not just saying that to kind of go oh look you know this is great for me but it, it's really powerful for me as well because it gives me that sense of connection with people and it, it again it's a learning experience isn't it because you kind of go oh well, you, why would you do yoga over a web conferencing platform and then you kind of go, well, actually, no, it's all about that thing. It's those added benefits around connection, maintaining um, what you were doing with people, trying something new. You know, there's, there's all of these positives that come with it, even if we all kind of do, uh, yeah, Zoom doom is uh, the flip side of it. And so I want to talk about when you were teaching yoga and working at the same time, how were you managing to prioritize your time? probably better than I had had done before it was a good experience for me having to do that I am always somebody who is quite focused and therefore I was very focused on my work um, and work would always come first I'd always be that type of person who would cancel evenings out to get things done not on and I hasten to add not under pressure from anybody only under pressure from myself because I like to get the job done yeah so actually having a commitment and when I started teaching I made sure I taught a class on a Thursday evening which meant I had to leave bang on time to get a train and that was quite difficult at first because I didn't like having that pressure because it was I'd stay there till the work was done but actually having that commitment of having to leave at a set time was really good because it made me think about priorities and what I needed to get done and whether I really needed to stay in the office and do things whether I could do it on the train or whether actually I was filling my time with stuff that wasn't that important so I managed to do it in being more disciplined with myself but also clear with my colleagues you know made sure that everybody knew that this was important to me and it was something that I was going going to do and I think there's a thing about um, not allowing yourself or anybody else to make judgments about whether that's a good use of your time and whether you're prioritising in the right area. Because if it's something that you've decided to do that's important to you, then it's a priority. I like the the last sentence. I might, I think I will write it down. <laughs> ah. Because it, it, it is true. So very often we, we're very judgy about 
what we choose to do. So we're thinking, okay, I'm doing this, but it's not as important as something else, maybe because we're scared of either how people are going to respond to it, or maybe they're going to say, oh, you don't care about your work as much because you're leaving to do something else. Um, yeah, I had to. I had to learn that as well, and I must. And I'm going to be completely honest. You know, as a as a leader, I probably judged more than I should. And you make judgments on what people are deciding to do, either consciously or unconsciously. You know, I don't. I don't have children, and so you know, I've been working, and it's that thing around. Oh well, people with children, you know, they have to adapt. And um, not making any comments on people with children and how they work. I'm, I'm using it as an example to talk about the justification of how you spend your time. And then you realise it's like, well, it, it doesn't matter why you want to work differently or leave on time or come in late. It really doesn't matter. That that's not important. What is important is that you do your job and that you do it well. And then how people choose to prioritise their lives is entirely up to them. There doesn't need to be that value judgment. It's, it purely needs to be from the point of view of uh, how does it impact on their ability to do their job. That's the, the thing that if you know the, the work people need to think about. And as an individual, I don't think you need to make a judgment. So, you know, when we talked about the importance of having a, a side hustle, I don't think there has to be any value judgment attached to that, you know, whether I'm doing something that is yoga and, you know, helping other people or whether it's I've decided to breed guinea pigs. It, it, it doesn't really matter what the reason is. You know, if, if it's something that you want to do, then that's enough of a justification. Yeah. I now realise. <laughs> that brings us nicely to flexible working. So you did touch the fact that it doesn't matter it should not matter how you choose to use your time and how you choose to, well, not how you choose to use your time at work, but how you... How you split your time between work exactly. and something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you've been working flexibly for the 28 months leading to May, if I remember well. Yeah. So I think I, think I went, I dropped to a four-day week, 2019, I think it was. Yeah. So about 18 months which, you know, I'd been on about doing that for about five years and I was my own work. I did, I did exactly the opposite of everything I've just said, which was I felt that I needed a reason to justify why I dropped to part time, which, you know, now I look back at it and it's like, well, I didn't need that reason. But yeah, I, I, I dropped to a four day week. Yeah. So I, I guess with COVID, the lockdown and everybody working remotely at the moment, this this is bringing opportunities to discuss flexible working especially because it, it does feel like now people are more open to flexible working uh, and side hustle as, hustles as well what do you feel the challenges will be to start these conversations with managers about uh, maybe you want to go down to a four days week or you want to work on different times so i think there's always going to be challenges because as soon as you say to a manager i, I want to work differently their mind goes to, gosh, that's going to make my life, dif- my life difficult. I'm going to have to deal with other people and they're going to have to go to the, change their working patterns. Or, But hang on, I'm used to having you here at these certain times. If I don't, how does that affect me? How does it affect clients? How does it affect the rest of the business? That is natural. What COVID has taught us is that we can adapt if you think about how industry and how different sectors adapted 
virtually overnight. We went from all working in a certain way to working in a completely different way to a fully remote way of working. And I'm, t- I'm purely talking about what my, you know, my sphere and, and being in a service industry. So we've proved that we can do it. We might not want to do it. And there might be all sorts of problems that are associated with it. We've proved that we can do it. So personally, I think that now is a really good opportunity to capitalize on those changes. And, you know, the, the, the danger is not to lose them and go back to just going, well, we go to the office every day and we work from 9.30 to 5.30 because we've demonstrated there can be a different way. So as I said, as a, as a leader, as a manager, your mind naturally goes to the problems because you immediately go, well, how am I going to make this work? So I'm just going to draw on a slightly adjacent example is I can remember in the past I've had people come to me who said oh I I need a pay rise and I go okay then why do you need a pay rise and they go well we've just bought a holiday home and my expenses have gone up so therefore I need to earn more money and it's like well that's not my problem you've made that decision that's your problem being very cut and dried about it so I think if anybody is interested in changing their working pattern Put yourself into your manager's shoes, anticipate what they think are going to be the problem. Start to think about how you could help them to overcome those challenges. I'm not going to say they're problems, challenges. And also think about the benefits that you can bring to the business. So it might be, in my example, it would be, well, actually, by teaching yoga, it has helped me to more overtly develop my people skills and to think about how I can coach people. It's helped me to prioritize my time more. Both of those skills are transferable skills that will make me a better manager, a better leader, a better project manager, all of those things. So I say think about the benefits that it will bring to you and to the business. Anticipate the potential challenges and think about how you might be able to come up with, not all on your own, but with your team about ways of overcoming those challenges and be, be quite open about it. Also look to other industries and other people's experience and just see how they've make, made it work. Um, you know, you, you've got to, we've all got to be open. It's, it's the way of the future, isn't it? You know, people now want portfolio careers. They don't want to work in one industry nine to five. So we've all got to look at how we make that work for individuals and for the business. So, yeah, so so look at the benefits and start to think about the potential challenges and how to overcome them. And you just gave us a really beautiful example with you teaching yoga. It proves that it can be done. I like the fact that you actually gave this example and what the benefits were for you and the business. So it can help to think of what kind of benefits I could get from uh, working flexibly because very often you would think, oh, this is what's going to, how it's going to work for me rather than how it's going to work for the business. Uh, so your example is pretty great in terms of looking at what direction where we can start going to have this conversation. Because if you think about it, you know, if, if somebody comes to you and says, I want to do something that's going to impact you, you, as I said before, you know, you immediately go to the problems. So if the person sort of comes to you and says, I would like to change my call working hours till 10 till 4. And then you immediately go, oh, well, we have a team meeting every day at 9.30 or something. But if they come to you and sort of say, 
I've looked at the, the weekly diary of everybody and actually there's everybody's free at 11. So maybe we could have a week, a daily catch up at 11 and do it over a cup of tea. So it becomes more informal. Even if that's not going to work, you're showing that you're understanding the concerns of your manager and how you can work around them. And that in itself, I think, is an important thing that you have to offer to the business that you're thinking about, that your manager's point of view as well. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. If you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on LinkedIn. You can also register to the community for free by heading to womenindata.co.uk. We would love to hear from you, so don't be shy and drop us some feedback or a review. This will help us enhance the content and bring the guests that you want to hear from. Have a great day.